it became quite apparent working within these uh, tools, actually, it was like, oh, okay, I'm actually, my best use is going to be in solving big problems, strategic, putting the, the strategic map together, right? And really going in. And the parts that I enjoy the most are like the, the thinking, getting in the heads of the people who we're going to be sending messaging to, how we're going to get them to yes, to move, to action. What's the offer that's going to get them to, to take it? This is Digital Marketing. Hey everyone, this is Mark DeGrasse, the President of Digital Marketer, and this is the podcast that keeps you up to date on everything you need to know when it comes to digital marketing, from the platforms you'll be focused on to the kind of tactics and tools that are working today. Today, our guest is Eitan Pollinger, the owner of Prosperous Media, a certified partner for Digital Marketer, and a awesome marketer in general. We were just talking right before the show how you did uh, $40,000 in the last couple of weeks. And during the same time, you made a client of yours $50,000. That's very impressive. So congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a crazy... It's been a crazy month. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Well, it sounds like it's been a crazy year because, you know, I I figured today we could talk about uh, what you mentioned, the entrepreneur's journey and kind of where you are in the process and kind of how, you know, the Certified Partner Program uh, helped you out a little bit, at least. (laughs) Yeah, certainly. Absolutely. I mean, that's the, um, and this is maybe clarity I didn't have, you know, last time we spoke, but it's, uh, it's interesting, right? In the entrepreneur's journey, right? We all start off with this. Um, you know, this unfounded optimism is the first stop, right? It's like, oh, I'm going to start a business. It's going to be great. I'm going to, you know, just everyone's going to buy the world. it. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be easy. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Everyone's going to love it. Um, it's just going to be great. Um, and then you kind of find your way into founded pessimism, you know, or informed pessimism where you're like, wait, I have to have staff. I have to train people. I have to have a process. Uh, not as many people are actually coming to buy this. Do I have to actually market it? Do I, what do I what do I do? And, um, and then if you, you typically move from there into the, you know, the valley of despair, so to speak, where now everything's chaos and you're trying to figure it out and there's fires everywhere and you're um, just trying to piece it together. And unfortunately, right, this is where a lot of people maybe spend even 10 years or so or, or oh, much yeah. longer, um, or that's what leads to there. That's where most businesses, I believe, probably die, right, is that they never get out of the chaos and can never get ahead. Um, and where where I found the certified partner program tools is where you come to the next phase, which is informed optimism, Mm -hmm. right? Where there's a process that you can do that repeatedly um, gets you clients, gets you revenue, gets you sales. um, And you have to find that the tool for that, the process for that, that works for you. Um, And I feel like getting those tools in the community, right. Gave me that kind of, framework of, oh, okay, I can play within this. They, they, you know, they said this works. So let me try this, this thing that works within my field. Um, and sure enough, right. So then if you do that enough times, that's when you reach that, that peak that I think people are looking at, which is where I'm working my way towards with my kind of ways that I've seen that help me, um, get clients and help clients. Oh, that's amazing. Well, I love how you talked about the Valley of Despair too, because uh, you're totally right. You know, I, I worked with primarily startups and really small businesses and that kind of hustle, like the rat race, like whatever you want to call it is really easy to get stuck in. Cause what you're really stuck in is survival. Like, Hey, I, I know this business is probably going to work either way. I need to, I have bills to pay. 
And so I'm just going to keep on hustling. I'm going to hope that it gets better at some point. But a lot of people don't make it to where you got to, which is that, you know, informed optimism where you're like, you know what? I think, I think I might have it. And, and like you said, with the CP program, the whole goal is just to give you some tools to be like, Hey, have you tried this? Have you tried this? Oh, you're thinking about a process? Like, here's a process, you know? And, and what we tried to do with the whole program was just provide people with the framework to build on whatever you want. And so I think that's the big mistake with entrepreneurs is they think they have to invent everything from scratch where you don't. And even if you were supposed to, it's probably going to be worse than this. So why not give it a shot? So, it, you know, kudos for making it that, that step. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, the way I saw it was, um, and it's hard, it was hard for me to trust that this is actually something that might work. Right. I was sitting there, um, you know, sure. I could have spent the next five years trying to build systems and processes and trying to figure it out by myself. And maybe I would, maybe I wouldn't, maybe it'd be something else, but either way, that would be a lot of time in a very stressful and crazy environment while raising a baby and trying yeah. to be a good husband and trying to stay healthy and <laughs> all these other things, of course. Um, so I just relied that it's going to work. And uh, that was my hopes. So I went all in. That, that's fantastic. So, so which frameworks specifically uh, were kind of helpful for getting out of that, you know, cycle of the, the rat race? Sure. Well, <laughs> as I mentioned, the rat race is still, you know, I'm very no, much so alive. Yeah, yeah. I'm in the game. Manageable it's rat race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As far as getting into a better, a better stay and a better, you know, out of that kind of, um, out of that, you know, chaos, the, the valley of despair, so to speak, um, was a few things. One, um, the overall premise of what we see there, right? So from the tools that are just provided, like the overall frameworks, which are provided in other programs given, like the customer value journey and all that, uh, but how it ties into how we do our, you know, the double your sales discovery call and all these things that just help you have a, a, a systemized way to go in and sell it and, and talk about it and do it. And then the community provided me with all these great um, proposal templates that have just worked, right? And I, again, I was just like, oh, hey, you know, uh, shout out to, you know, Mickey Anderson, who, uh, who sent me her proposal, which she has like a 90% close rate on, which is like, wow. what? <laughs> right? So <laughs> I'll I was like, that. yeah, can you please share that with me? <laughs> and she did. So, you know, I just kind of took, took that one and, and used it. And I used the one from Dave Albano from the, his, uh, his, uh, portion in the agency accelerator program and, uh, just anything from the community and asking questions. And there's a lot of people who are doing such great things in this community that it's been, Kind of, I just kind of was like, you know what? I'm not going to try to figure out if I can ask someone right away, if they can, if they just have something and they mention it works, I'm like, I'm all in. I'll take right. it, make it my own a bit, but mostly keep it exactly the same <laughs> if I can, if it works. That's awesome. Well, I think the, that kind of mindset where you're taking a tool that obviously works somewhere for someone and then, uh, you know, having the humility to, to act on it. Cause that, that's really what it is, is, you know, a lot of times with entrepreneurs and small business owners is there is a lot of ego that goes into it. Like I'm supposed to be the entrepreneur. I'm the inventor. I'm the blah, blah, blah. And, and you, you put all these labels on yourself. Like, yeah, are you though? Are you good at that? Like, should you be doing this or should you be worrying about, you know, just taking a template to 10 people instead of one person at a time? So that's that's huge. And I think that you've done an excellent job. Yeah. I, and again, being humble about the process because, you know, you came from being successful career wise and then immediately launching and actually being successful with your agency. And if you want to hear about that, you can just listen to the last episode that uh, you were on uh, for the listeners. You haven't checked that out. 
but you know, you're still developing and th- and that's still huge. So let's just talk about since uh, the last time I think we spoke, was it six months? No, it wasn't six months. No, maybe it was. I've been like five or six between, months. Yeah. Between that, uh, I think maybe four to th- Six. Yeah, but at the beginning both, of 2023. Both our timing aren't, aren't ideal. <laughs> I'm like, I have no, I have no clue with time. I'm like, sometimes during the week, I'm like, yeah. what day is it? <laughs> well, close to mind to the next big thing. Uh, but so let's just talk about that. So how's it gone since? Let's let's do uh, this quarter. So uh, second quarter of 2023. Like, what's happened? Yeah, so there's been a, a big shift in, in overall, and it's been really, um, really fun, and that's. I would think more of the mental kind of shift that I've had using these tools have helped me actually find what I'm actually the best at within what mm-hmm. I'm doing, which is something that a lot of people say, oh, find your strength and focus on it. It's like, I've, I've always been like, I don't know, like, what, you know, I can do all these different things. I don't know. Um, but it became quite apparent working within these uh, tools, actually, it was like, oh, okay, I'm actually, my best use is going to be in solving big problems strategic putting the the strategic map together right and really going in and the parts that i enjoy the most are like the the thinking getting in the heads of the people who we're going to be sending messaging to how are we going to get them to yes to move to action what's the offer that's going to get them to to take it um and then let other people do the media buying like i don't need to sit inside facebook ads manager and all that some people love doing that right i can do it but it's not like that's not my fun part that's not something that i fully enjoy uh, that part of so even, you know, getting to that discernment in this quarter has been a really big, a big deal, which allowed me to take on a bigger contractor uh, contract as a fractional CMO and really focusing on a strategic element and then outsourcing the different elements mm. of what I um, can do. But I would rather other people do and me just oversee it as far as the ads. Um, so that's helped me grow. And in, in the wind you're talking about in the last few weeks, there, there were both fractional CMO contracts uh, that mm. amounted to that 40 um, and the win for the clients was a strategic win. Um, really, that gave that 50 was overall just I looked through the numbers over the last um, year or so, two years, saw that there was a big spike in one of the times. And I was like, hey, what happened here? And like, oh, we don't know. Kind of looked through it. And there was an email campaign that they sent out that one of their employees kind of sent out for Black Friday. And it was very successful. No one even knew how much money it made. Um, Right. Which is like, how does that even happen? That happens all the time. (laughs) I know, but it's like, you know, so I looked at it. I was like, okay, the guys like this was actually one of their biggest months ever from this like email. So I recreated it with pretty much the same. It worked with their audience. Like this is going to be the exact same with the new graphics that are relevant to now. Um, Send, you know, spike their, their cash in a ways that they've never seen in this quarter before. Right. Genius. That's kind of a, um, just a strategy. I love piecing it together, looking at the map as a whole and not just from a limited kind of perspective that I used to do, which is just, okay, I'm going to do your Facebook ads, a strategy of how to get the Facebook ad. It's like overall kind of, how do I help them achieve their goal? So that's been a really fun transition in this quarter and a successful one at this point. Oh, that's amazing. You know, you know what's funny is that uh, for my agency, because I, I had a website in branding uh, agency for about six years. And the transition that actually led to where I am today as the presidential marketer was exactly what you did. Cause I was working with a lot of small clients and I said, you know what, this isn't really working. Like I'm tired. It just is mounting work all the time. There's always issues. And I'm like, I'm going to try doing fractional CMO work. I'm going to pitch bigger clients with bigger contracts and then just see how that goes. And, and now I'm here. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's and you don't have to go that way. But I, I, you know, I found that that my real passion was teaching marketing. And so mm-hmm. when it was like, oh, you could teach marketing, I'm like, oh, okay, that that worked out. Uh, but taking that step is the big part where it's like, Hey, I know what I'm doing is unsatisfying or it's too much work or there's something wrong with it. And then taking steps to be like, well, what do I, what do I like and what do I enjoy? And then pivoting to that. And it doesn't all happen at once. And I think that's a big misconception about the business development process is people think you like, Oh, the light bulb went off and now I switched everything. It's like, no, you still have to make money. (laughs) So how do you do that? (laughs) Absolutely. So let's just talk about that real quick, just that kind of transition from like how you were, you know, doing your clients and now you picked up, you know, $40,000 in revenue for the fractional CMO work. Um, Was that a different pitch or just a different focus on who you're talking to and what you're offering? Yeah. I mean, as you said, you still have to make money and you're still working. It's not that you're just, oh, bye everyone who's doing this work. Let's be, I'm a fractional CMO now. No, it's not, you know, it's still uh, maintaining the clients and giving them the highest level of of service that I can while moving forward, starting to build the new environments that, that work well. Um, But it's, I I find it to be just more intent. I'm more intentional with the clients on Mm. this one, like even more so than, you know, I'm very um, selective in it. And I'm, you know, I take my time to, to do it. And if there's someone that I want to work with, then I just, I just make, you know, I work to make that happen in a way that I think, oh, wow, you have a cool product and you're actually doing good in the world. I, I believe I can help you um, type of way. And then just get a little creative and how to, how to, how to make it happen. Because <laughs> then uh, sending a lot of stuff to their office or whatnot, but it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, and I like how you, you outsource it because that's actually a really big thing too, because I think another, you know, kind of facet of being an entrepreneur is you try to do everything and you're like, well, if you want it done right, you got to do it yourself, which is probably the worst quote ever. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah, if there's no one else around, maybe, but if there's anybody else around, there's a good yeah. chance there's somebody better than you at this thing that you don't do full time. So go ahead and outsource it. Hey everyone, I want to quickly interrupt the podcast for a special announcement. If you're listening to this podcast because you want to become a better marketer, then I want to share with you what I believe to be the most comprehensive digital marketing program on the market today. It's called the Digital Marketing Mastery Certification. You'll learn to leverage the tools and channels to predictably and profitably drive awareness, leads, sales, and referrals. Everything you need to know to become a true master of digital marketing. We'll take an in-depth look at the core digital marketing competencies, including content, email, social media, community, digital advertising, data and optimization, and more. After earning your digital marketing strategy certificate, you'll have the tools to effectively reach your target audience through a full scope marketing strategy. Get started today at digitalmarketing.com slash strategy cert. I mean, there's so many things I think that um, are always some, this like common sense kind of, you know, I hear, you know, I hear it's like, oh, you should delegate, you should you know, <laughs> do all these things. And it's not until like a certain point where like, maybe I should just listen to these common sense things <laughs> that people are telling me and just try them. Um, Cause it's so hard. I'm definitely one of those people where it's really hard for me to delegate. I need to do it myself. I'll, you know, just ah, it's not going to be as good and I'll do it as, you know, quick and whatnot. But your ideas, you know, just because you can, it definitely doesn't mean you should. <laughs> um, and it's a limiting factor, right? You can't mm-hmm. you just, you can't grow your time. So you have to have other people. Um, yeah, I've, that type of stuff has been the hardest uh, for me to kind of comprehend. It's like these 
simple things that people say that for some reason, and I don't know if other people are experiencing this, but it's the, the simple, these simple things that just, ah, I don't want that. I want the hack. I want the, <laughs> yeah. I don't have to, <laughs> like, the fun the stuff. Hard work is a secret. <laughs> really. Like, Oh God, that sounds boring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but well, but even then you're doing what you wanted to do, which was, uh, you know, strategic management, which is actually, interesting and dynamic and fun and and isn't the the tedious technical aspects and and that i think really that's where we're headed with all the ai stuff that we're all talking about nowadays is automating the boring crap so you could worry about the fun stuff which is innovation assessment you know looking at what worked and what didn't just like you were talking about with your client where you're like hey how'd you make all this money during this email campaign and they're like i don't know like it's we, we all think that everybody's reviewing all the information all the time and very few people are. And so your ability to kind of just focus, review, you know, take the time, use your experience from all the other things that you've done to be like, hey, based on what you've done in the past and based on what I've seen people do, now I could create this new system for you that's going to be awesome. Um, it's not something that people do a lot of times because they think it's a, they essentially think it's a luxury is what it ends up being. And you know, it's really the best part of the job. And honestly, I think it's the only part of the job that's going to be left when all these other systems get automated. So if you do want to secure your future and say, I'm going to be a marketer in the future, no matter what happens with technology, then this is the route you have to take strategic management and assessment and, and really client care, which is uh, a big aspect of it, especially when you're a fractional CMO. So let's just talk about that really quick. Um, how does it differ, you know, kind of doing a gig-based contract where like, okay, I'm supposed to do paid ads for this company every month and it's blah, 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 versus a fractional CMO, which is a much more involved, uh, you know, position. Yeah. I mean, just, I do want to touch on what you just said before I, I answer that, just because um, I want to completely absolutely agree with that, that this, you know, strategists are going to be the, the key, um, to putting it all together. Cause the machines are going to be able to do all the, all the, most of the work probably. Right. Um, as well as the, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> a good amount of it. Um, mm -hmm. and I think putting that together into, into play into your part of your offering is, is what I'm doing right now is, is using a lot of AI all the time. Um, I'm in it hours a day. Um, that's my main, it's like my partner is chat GPT at the moment, <laughs> not to their knowledge. But as, as far as how does the work differ from the agency work to the, to the CMO yes. um, was that overall, I mean, I, I come in and I bring in more of the, you know, before I kind of did it for you and kept a lot of the elements of how it's being done type of deal. Um, this is where I actually get to give you the infrastructure and it's a lot of um, fun to get them that clarity of how to do these things. Um, and I put it together with even just the overall project management of execution mm -hmm. using a lot of what's found in the digital marketer world, as well as the head of marketing bootcamp program, right? It's kind of like, how do you actually, you know, execute and lead uh, your company and kind of developing their team and having like a mentorship piece of it too, of like, Hey, this is how you should be thinking or looking through this and walking them through the thoughts. So their team becomes overall well-rounded and, and strategy oriented and big picture and, even just the fundamentals of marketing, it's amazing how many um, marketers, you know, aren't really thinking in the terms of even, um, you know, hooks, ideas, uh, what's going to be the thing. It's just this overall, let's write a blog or let's write a, a ad um, and not necessarily the fundamentals of who it's being written for and how, what's the action you want them to take and, and really the thought behind the action. Um, so 
a lot of it is me training their team a little bit in a very small piece. And the other is giving them the full clarity of how they're going to do it, um, how they're going to reach their goals with marketing, breaking down these seemingly, you know, big goals that they have and just breaking it away where they can see how it's actually going to be accomplished and how we can actually do it. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Well, and I think that's, again, it goes back to the fun part, which is, uh, you know, integrating marketing into every facet of a business. Cause I honestly, I think if you're not doing that, that's why we have these big corporations that, you know, spend a zillion dollars on advertising to convince people of one thing. Oh, we're good at customer service. Like we're going to talk about that a lot. But then when you go try to use the company, their customer service is the worst. <laughs> you know, it's an obviously, uh, you know, they're not intentionally lying to everyone, but they're definitely not integrating their marketing and the message of their marketing with how they actually deliver a product or serve their customers. And I think that is, it's false. It's fraudulent. Companies should not do this. Don't convince somebody that your car is going to be amazing if your car is a piece of crap. (laughs) Or make the car not a piece of crap, you know? And that's that's kind of an oversimplification of the process. But at the end of the day, there's, there's plenty of executives that, you know, your CFO is like, ugh, the marketing budget. Like, uh, why are we spending this much money on advertising? Is it actually leading to anything? And then if they have no perspective of what the actual marketing function is or why you have to go through this testing process because you just launched a new product last quarter and it does take three to six months based on industry statistics for that product to actually catch on and this much money and blah, 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 blah. All they see is, oh, Q2, ad budget was up 20%, but sales aren't up 20%. We got to cut this. We got to change something. And so I, I think everything that you're talking about, the integration and the, the kind of cohesive approach to marketing across an organization is a, a necessity. And too, too few companies actually take it that way. But you're out there convincing them. So thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's such a spot on like issue that, you know, when I worked within companies as a marketing, you know, manager, director, executive, oh, so frustrating. you always see it. It's this matter of like, there's this disconnect between somehow there's like this, you know, the finance people aren't aware of, you know, marketing and sales and, you know, the leads aren't good and the sales aren't good. And the, <laughs> right? the, sales are, the leads are crap. <laughs> right. It's like, there's always these kind of similar things that are going on. And it's really just because of that lack of understanding the plan, I think, of, of not seeing where all the pieces play together and to what goal and having a clear goal um, of like, oh, okay. So if you do X amount of this, like if X amount of people see this, X amount of people will probably opt into it. X amount of people will actually buy it, meaning, you know, all this other stuff. And that's just, you know, I think if they see the numbers, which is something that I like to do is like, here you go. Here's a, here's what it's going to look like uh, overall or what we can estimate. Um, and that typically gets us all on the same page. No, and that's uh, that's what you need. Well, and as a marketer, you have to know this information that they have too. So it's not a one-way street where the marketer comes in. All right, guys, here's how we need to run things because of my marketing message. Uh, it's more <laughs> like, you know, let me learn about the company. How are things going? What has made money? Where are you? What's your vision for the company in the future? And what do you expect to deliver to your customers? And who are those customers? You know, too few. You know, that question was awesome too. Where you know, you kind of said like, have you? looked at who the customer is, <laughs> you know, right. it's sounds obvious, but a lot of times what you'll get is some lame demographic like, oh yeah, it's uh, soccer moms between 20 and 35 years old that have two kids and a dog. You're like, that's nothing. That's not a target. That's 
I can't write an ad for that person. Absolutely. <laughs> I'd I have to stereotype the crap out of them. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. No, I mean, that's, you know, the other day, I actually, there's a community that someone's wanting to market towards. I actually drove there and started talking to people in the different stores and, and just kind of getting their ideas and thoughts on everything just to know how they think a bit more, right? Spent the whole day kind of just doing that to, to know who the, who, the, who the customer is because I had an impression of them, but I would have never known half the stuff I didn't actually talk to the people and see what the, what the actual, um, how they speak and how they interact and talk about having, you know, we talk about these customer avatars where we kind of pick a picture. I'm, you know, the person who I spoke to an hour in a dollar store that's behind the register for this particular thing, that's my avatar. I'm definitely going to remember that person when I'm writing copy for them. Mm. No, and that that's huge. That's exactly how it should be done. Because I think that the reverse of that is you dictating who the customer is or telling the customer who they should be. And it's no, nobody wants that. Like I don't have time for you to convince me of something. Like just talk to me like you know me, and then I'll then I'll perform it. And that step of you going out, and it sounds like, oh my gosh, you want to talk to the customer. It's like it took one day. It took one day and you got a lot of information. And, you know, when I, uh, when I sold my company to on it and I moved to Austin, I was like, well, I got to figure out the scene here. And so I literally made appointments with every small gym I could find that would just talk to me. And I just drove to them and said, Oh, what are you guys working on? And that, that actually drove so many decisions for everything that I did there. Cause I was like, Oh, I just talked to these people and what they expected and wanted and what they're amazing. <laughs> it's and it sounds like just this revolutionary approach. It's like, man, if you're not doing that at all, like, what are you doing? Go talk to some people. It's Absolutely. Really <laughs> that is the key. That is marketing. It's inf it's getting people to take, you know, that's, you got to know the people you're talking to. Yep. Um, and you have to I mean, like them. You know, I hate to say for people who don't like people, you're going to have a yeah. problem. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had so much fun just talking to this person and seeing how they view the world. I mean, it was just amazing, right? It's a very different experience. I would have never thought that way. Uh, but that's, I, that's the fun part for me, that research, that putting it together now into a messaging that's going to be like, you know, uh, my goal is that they read it and they feel like I was in their head. Like I know them, like someone from their community wrote it. Um, yeah. Or your friend wrote it or your mom yeah. wrote it, like whatever. It's just like, man, that's, they obviously figured it out. And it's, uh, it's impossible to do through research or, you know, uh, reviewing the history of the company or talking to the owners of the company and every employee of the company. None of that actually compares to actually just talking to people who are expected to buy the product and finding out, you know, who they are. So I think we could do a whole episode on that. Yeah, I'm sure we <laughs> Here's the process. <laughs> Of talking to people because a lot of people are awkward. You know, what's funny is when I originally got into e-commerce, I did it specifically because I was like, you know what? I don't want to talk to people anymore. Like I'm going to be online. I'm an online person. And that's, that's kind of what I did. I'm in a much better space now. I like people. Uh, but right. at the time, that's what I thought I was getting. It was, it's the exact opposite. Your majority job as a marketer is relationship management. And it's um, unexpected. You know, if you don't want to talk to people, get into programming. But there's gonna be way less jobs <laughs> for that. <laughs> I don't know how someone can. I'll say one last thing because I, yeah, definitely <laughs> we could definitely talk about this for a long time. But uh, I don't know how you can expect you know a message to fully work in the highest way without truly understanding who it's for. Like how do you, the offer that's gonna work for them? Sure, there's best practices. You can read all the Dan Kennedy books and you know put all the all the offer pieces together and one hundred million dollar offer and all that. 
But if it's not going to touch that person the way that they feel it, based off you knowing them, then it's going to be semi-performing at best. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. It's it's doing none of this stuff that we talked about. It could still work. It's going to be more expensive and it's going to take longer. And you might not be able to repeat it because you didn't do any systematic process to achieve it in the first place. But it could work. You know, but I think I think your approach is is the modern approach, and it's going to lead to, um, you know, people stopping firing their marketers. <laughs> I don't know a better <laughs> way to say that, but people fire marketers. It's the shortest lived C suite. Uh, you know, I, I should probably do an analysis of just the professional contract base, but I'm guessing that you know, marketing contracts are some of the shortest lived of any industry. I could I can believe that. And it, I think it comes, and this is just a, a thought I've been, there's a lot of people who've been in this industry way longer than I have, but the, um, I would say that it probably has to do with the lack of clarity of what's happening. Um, Cause obviously there's different facets of marketing and some stuff take a long time to, to produce. And it's funny because you would hope that they're wanting to be a long time in business and not just like to the next month. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's, a lot of, you know, it's almost a, you have to, as a, as a marketing agency or consultant or whatnot, almost be also a business coach, a CEO coach, a uh, financial analyst, and all these other elements to help kind of prove your case uh, and help kind of guide the right direction. Yeah. Well, and, and really the element, why it exists like this, like why marketers seem to be the whipping boy of, of management is because our numbers are just so obvious. You know, we know how much the ad spend was, we know how much money was made and the easiest person to point a finger at is marketing. Cause you could just be like, well, the ad didn't hit or the campaign didn't go right or the blah, blah, blah. Whereas if you're, you know, a CFO or even, or a COO, you know, any of those, you could just say like, well, this factor was outside my control. Uh, I'm just giving you the data. (laughs) You know, it's like, it's uh, so true. Uh, yeah. Just well, absolutely. we run campaigns. Like we're probably one of the most systematic elements of a business, other than probably customer support. Where if you don't have processes for customer support, you're going to be out of business soon enough. Um, but yeah, marketing is the next step for that. So uh, I think I think you're a modern marketer. You know, I think uh, I'll we'll have to coin that term and make uh, you the the first official because I like it. I think you're doing a great job. Thank you. Well, I'm, I'm very, I'm honored to, to hold that title. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but I'll make a badge for it today. That sounds like a fun thing to do. Uh, cool. Well, this has been great. I, I love having you on the show. I think uh, next time we definitely, I want to get into the the new program that you mentioned, uh, you know, before the show and also during the last episode, uh, the PTSD uh, product. And I think, you know, talking about the development of that product and why you came up with it, why you're passionate about it and kind of how you determine the target market for it uh, will be a fantastic episode. So we'll have you back on soon uh, to talk about that. Uh, but in the meantime, where can people learn more about you? Yeah, I mean, uh, if people want to learn more or just connect and chat, feel free on LinkedIn to find me, Aitan Pollinger, uh, or at my website if you want to book a time to have a conversation at uh, prosperousmedia.us. Excellent. And and last, last question. I actually meant to, to ask this before, but if somebody wants to take action on what we talked about today, you know, the, the kind of CMO aspects, the getting into the, you know, informed uh, optimism, uh, what could they do today to kind of act on what you said? I would say step one, identify where you are in that 
in that journey? Are you in an, are you uninformed optimism, informed pessimism, um, or in a valley of despair? Um, which I would imagine, you know, if you're already there, then you're just keep doing your thing. You know, you'll get, if you're past that, you'll keep doing your thing. Or if you want to enhance it, add more things, but each one of those is going to require a different tool um, and have better timing. So if you're just reached informed pessimism, it's a really good time to get some of the tools you're going to need to get out of that valley into the next phase of informed optimism and, and finding a path that works. So I would say, um, you know, what worked for me was a certified partner program, of course, and I recommend checking it out. Um, otherwise, there could be a tool that works for you and you should check it out too. I mean, that's the the tools to take us out of each one of those phases. So that's what I would do is find the right tool for the phase you're in. Awesome. That's a great answer. And it's something that everybody could do. And, and you know, if you unless you're just killing it and sipping Mai Tais on the beach, yeah. then you're probably not in the uh, later stages of the process. So really do yeah. a self-examination, look at your numbers and figure out where, where you are at currently. And then you can figure out how to get to the next stage. All right. Well, thank you, Aton. I always appreciate your time and we'll talk to you soon. And thank you so much for listening. Be sure to hit that follow button so you can notify when all of our new episodes release. Please share this with that friend who's clueless about digital marketing. And don't forget to visit digitalmarketer.com where you can access all of our courses, certifications, and training programs. Thanks again, everyone. And we'll see you next time. This is Digital Marketer. Digital Marketer.